Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Chris, here with another episode of Should I Play That? Yo, listen, I'm super hyped right now. <laughs> if you can't notice, I am, yo, I feel like Deku. I, I, I See, I want to say 100%, but I know I have more potential. So I just know that there's more to, like, you know, come out of this. But uh, like I said, it's your boy, Chris, a.k.a. SSJ Blackrot, that's S-S-J-B-L-A-C-K-A-R-R-O-T, just if you didn't know, just if you needed the help spelling it, because I spelt it wrong, um, I'm also here joined by Rod. How you doing, Rod? What's going on? Pretty good. Is, is, is Abkakarot or Blackrot, like, isn't that based on, like, a vegetable or something? Like a Kakarot? Isn't that, like, a Japanese vegetable or something? Yes, yes, it is a throwback to Dragon Ball Z. Uh, the main character, Goku, his Saiyan name is Kakarot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the game did come out maybe about a month ago. Uh, review's still pending, guys. I'm sorry. It's been a crazy month. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a spin on that, you know. Uh, mostly coming from the Dragon Ball Super arc with Goku Black, because it makes more sense, you know, Blackrot instead of Goku Black. Just, just That's just me saying. I, I It would have made more sense. But, you know, they wanted to go with Goku Black, which didn't really make any sense. Mm, yeah, there are a lot of people who were confused when I first heard that. Um, and not knowing like what the actual backstory behind that was, I was like, oh, cool, a black version of Goku, great. And then no. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> no. <Nope."> no. <laughs> so, and, and, like, I would have I taken that. I, I would have wanted to see like, what that would have looked like. But then at the same time, like... It's Dragon Ball, so I don't know how well they would have handled that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. Tr- well, there is Mr. Popo. <laughs> you know, he he exists. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, not great. Dragon Ball Z's track record with uh with with multicultural people not not super great. Yeah, I have to explain to a coworker that um, you know, we're celebrating Piccolo uh for Black History Month because he's oh, wow. yeah he's he's one of us. Yeah, uh, I, I, had, I had to explain it to her. Like he was like, "No, but he's green." No, don't look at the skin color. <laughs> just, just right. look at the color. Yeah, it's yeah, colored. Listen, <laughs> he is the man. Yeah, he really. Like, he yo, like the amount of times that he's like just, you know, throwing his body in front of people to take fatal blasts. Yeah. Yeah, he literally killed another man. Like uh, he he killed Goku willingly, <laughs> you know, in order to kill uh, what's his face Raditz. And like he was like, yeah, okay, I've been wanting to kill you for a while. <laughs> yeah, I hell will. I'll two, take it. <laughs> yeah, two, two birds with one stone. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, would, I yeah, that, if I was in that predicament, yeah, I would have done the same thing. Yeah, it was a pretty baller move. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it is. Uh, you know, we're, it's another week. Uh, like I said, episode fifty-two. Um, shout out to our Facebook new followers. If you're listening to this episode, appreciate you coming through. Um, you know, bear with us on like all of the social media like accounts. You know, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on, uh, Facebook, YouTube. It's a lot. So, you know, I'm finding, I'm trying to find better ways of like keeping up with everything all at the same time, but. You know, I do appreciate you guys at least hitting that like button and enjoying our content. 
So, um, Rod, how's your week been, man? What's going on? Uh, it's, it's another week, you know, um, not too much exciting stuff going on, just grinding out the, 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 the week, you know, um, just a lot more games, uh, maybe a movie that we may be talking about later. Um, so yeah. yeah, but other than that, it's, it's been solid, very, very, very rainy around these parts, but, uh, I actually don't mind that too much. Yeah, and I'm glad that it's rain. I'm glad that we're not getting weird Georgia weather where it's now like it's supposed to be winter. It's supposed to be cold, but it's not. So I'm glad that, you know, it's not cold right now because we'd be getting a ton of snow. Mm-hmm. So, oh, right. Yeah, we got snow, What I think, last week. Like a week um, ago. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was nuts. And then, like, later in the day, it was back to 50 or 60. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, Georgia, Georgia has some bipolar weather. It's all over the place. It doesn't know what it wants to be. Exactly. Yep. So, uh, before we jump into our topics, which, you know, I feel like this week, uh, we have like a good, a good bit of things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about GameStop again. We're going to talk about, uh, YouTube and Blizzard. Uh, Smash is in the news again. Uh, and then we're going to talk about some like TV things, some movie things, and then the PS5 once again is in the news. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just to wrap it up, for this week, uh, we have a topic about Ninja. Hmm. So, stay, so stay tuned if you want to listen to that. Before we jump into that, every week we talk about what we've been playing. You know, whether it's something small, something big, the same game, no games. We like to just kick it back and just chat. So, Rod, what you been playing? I started playing Street Fighter Five again, and... Oh. Yeah, that was great. So over the past week, Capcom released the Champion Edition for Street Fighter V. And what that is, is it's a, if you don't have the game already, it's, a, it's $30. If you do, it's $25. Um, and it is, it contains all of the stages, all of the characters, um, all of the costumes that have basically been released at this, up to this point. Um, I think everything is included with the exception of like a couple of the Capcom specific stages, like the ones that they use in tournaments, I believe. Um, that's like heavily branded with Capcom stuff. Um, and I believe that also applies to maybe a couple of the costumes. Uh, but other than that, like you get everything. So if you've missed out on most of the content like me, um, I started, I bought Street Fighter V on release day and I played it pretty casually and I, I actually bought maybe half the characters in season one with fight money, uh, not not actual currency. But who's who's in that first list? Because I'm trying to remember if I bought anybody or if by that point I've given up on the game. So I believe that Alex is in the first season. Ibuki, mm-hmm. Urian. Uh-huh. Nope. Um. Oh man, there's some other people and I'm not remembering right there's now. Like, there's like this really buff, like giant guy. Are you talking about Abigail? Yeah, was he for I, season one? No, season I think two? he. I think he was season two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I would say season one was mostly returning fighters. Um, Jury, I think. I, wait, was Jury in? I think Jury might have been stock. She might have been a stock character. Yeah. Um, I think. But yeah, it was. So I, I got like half of them, and uh, yeah, and that was cool, but. You know, that was that. So I, I just didn't go back to the game too much more after that. Like, I popped it in every now and then, but, uh, you know, didn't really purchase anything from that. So I actually felt like 
you know, this was a good deal for me, especially because I wanted to kind of get back into it. I've been uh, playing uh, with with uh, with a friend and, you know, we, we were like, hey, we're going to go. We're going to just check this out and it'll probably be cool. And sure enough, it was there. It does definitely does. It does the destiny thing. That's very annoying. <laughs> where like you haven't logged in in two years and so you have at least like five minutes of prompts to click x through oh man <laughs> yeah yeah it's just so funny because it's why like would god it, why would it do that i don't know that's the thing that's a little annoying it's like come on like you know if i haven't logged in this long like i've missed a lot of stuff you're right but you there's got to be a better way to to do this <laughs> at least um, get the option to like skip all yeah, right. Exactly. It's like I'm just trying to play online, man. I don't care about your extra battle system. Um, I do wonder, like, if a lot of those modes are even worth doing anymore because before you would get like fight money from doing things like survival and extra battle. But and eh, maybe that's stupid because like you can have those modes and you know, in maybe and it wouldn't really matter. Like you're not really a, working towards anything, so. Nah, I never mind. I'm gonna abandon that train of thought. That's actually kind of stupid. So I actually do like the fact that they do have a ton of modes. Now it did take a while for these to get implemented. Most of these were not in the game at launch. Uh, the game didn't have a story mode. It didn't have. Um, I don't even think it had like a versus. It might. I think it did have a versus mode, but it didn't have like a extra battle or something. Like it didn't really have much other than like arcade training. And I, and two player, and that was kind of, it was a very, very, very bare bones. Yes, it was an extremely bare bones release. Um, but now it's like fleshed out to be a pretty, a pretty full package. And I think it's, it's certainly worth 30 bucks. Um, I, I like the game a lot. I, I don't know how well it's faring on the competitive scene. Like if our, if pro, pro players are digging it or whatever, but you know, I'm not a pro player and I think it's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's been it's been interesting, sort of like, cause I'm I'm not like a competitor in the um, FGC, but I do like I am a uh, I guess I'm I guess we I just a, a viewer at that point. Yeah, and um and of course I like to play every now and then. Uh, I like to dabble, but it's really interesting seeing how the shift from like Evo, how like for the most part Street Fighter was always like the biggest. Uh, tournament had the most competitors but over time especially with dbz uh fighters um sort of seeing that shift of like that's sort of like the the big fighter now mm. yeah it that is really interesting because i mean like you said street fighter you know it has it's been the top dog for forever and to see something else kind of dethrone it in that way is interesting and i love it because it, it just kind of breeds more competition and hopefully capcom comes back with an even stronger package for for street fighter 6 which you know is inevitable it will happen um the rumor mm, right i was gonna say before that i i need my uh tekken cross street fighter which i guess they have nothing to do with that thing is more or less on amco so I take that back. I guess we could get a Street Fighter Six. Yeah, I don't know if we're if you're gonna get that Tekken Cross Street Fighter. <laughs> uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken didn't do that well. It didn't sell very much. Um, and I I think they abandoned See, that idea. They but the thing is, Akuma is he's doing nasty work in Tekken. Like him being a character in that game just blew our minds already. But for him to be like a really good character in that game shows like. You know, I'd want to see how more Street Fighter characters would do in the type of arena. Which I'm surprised that they didn't do an extra DLC character 
as a Street Fighter character. Hmm. Yeah, and and you know, I I don't. I don't think that they will actually add more to this. I think that they're they're pretty much done with content, which I think is partially why um, they came out with this package when they did. So the last character that they released was Seth. And um, yeah, funny enough, I actually haven't played with Seth yet. I played a bunch of the new characters that I hadn't touched yet, um, uh, namely Sagat and E Honda, um, so and Blanca. Those were the holdouts mm-hmm. for for the original like the legacy cast so everyone from street fighter 2 is is actually now in street fighter 5 and that's just really cool to see because um i don't know i have a soft spot for those street fighter 2 characters and and it's just awesome to see them like all in this game we're still missing like a couple street fighter 3 characters that i would love to see i would love to see q i would love to see um oro and especially makoto who was like my favorite in third strike and then my well my second favorite in third strike and my second favorite in uh, four of course second to chun you know of course uh, but yeah like it's you know i think this this is a pretty complete this is a pretty stacked roster i think it's a really good one um there is a weird ass character in this game who i, I completely missed somehow who? but his name his name is g oh i think I've, I've heard like things about him like what's weird about him so it's everything from his move set to his is a whole aesthetic. So he, he what he so he looks like Abraham Lincoln and kind of talks like him too. He's got like a a very large top hat. Um and he's very tall. There are rumors that he's actually in some way either related to Q from Third Strike or actually Q. Um because if you remember who Q was in Third Strike, he was like the big robot in a, or not robot, but he was like he had like a metal mask and he like had a trench coat and a and a, a, a fedora and he was like really slow and uh, I don't know he was just he was really interesting because he was such a, an, an enigma like you didn't know who he was or where he came from or much of anything about him but uh, like everyone was kind of been wondering for you know twenty years like. Who was Q? But then G comes along and he actually has alternate costumes that are like very Q-like or, or straight up Q. Um, I actually didn't scroll through all of his costumes, but that's that's what the apparently that's what I was I was being told as well. So um, and his Wait, moveset is. I was gonna say, does he play like him? No, he doesn't. Not really. Well, kind of. Like he's he's kind of got the the locomotion of Q, so he is like a little bit slower, but not as heavy if that makes sense like he doesn't feel as heavy um when you're kind of moving him around uh he has a completely he has a, almost a completely different moveset just in terms of like what he does he actually can store energy and release it at different times um almost i'm i'm probably completely wrong on this and someone will hopefully correct me but like i believe it's similar to like juries kicks or maybe her fireballs or something where like you can mm-hmm. kind of catch people's like hadokens and like uh, store them. I don't know if you can reflect. I'm not sure. I'm 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 super new at G, but like he's fascinating. I'm definitely interested in kind of like playing around with him more. And like typically with these new characters, there wasn't a lot of new characters in five that were really like drawing my eye. Nikali kind of bored me. Um, Abigail is okay. I can see people like Abigail like a lot, um, but like to me, he's he's okay. I, um, and I feel like people liked him because he did so much to disrupt the meta of the game at the time. So, mm-hmm. like, he came out of nowhere and was, like, top tier automatically. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I, you know, I, I want to say, Hey Rod, this sounds great. I want to pick this up, but I'm not going to lie to you, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm probably <laughs> not going to pick this up until it goes on sale or something. Like yeah. I don't, I don't want to feed the beast. I don't want to like feed the salt. Um, yeah. I'll, if you stream, I'll watch. Right. You, know, you could start up a share play, you know, do something like that. But Capcom, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a good package, but totally like if you're not interested in playing online, like, I mean, and there are other options here. You know, there's, there are a ton of offerings that you could do. The, the story mode will be, you know, that'll take you a few hours. It's not like it's short, but it's not unbearably. Short, you know, so it, it feels like you can kind of get your money's worth, especially for 30 bucks. Like, and then afterwards you could do arcade modes and you got galleries and, um, people have like little story bits and I don't know, it's cool. There's a lot of cool modes like that, but yeah, you're, you're, you know, like, like most fighting games, like anything that's not a nether realm game, the meat and potatoes is online. Um, and, you know, and that's just fine. So, yeah, definitely if you're into it, if you're interested at, in the least, definitely check it out. It's, a great package if not hey all good um i got way further in yakuza 5 okay and i, I think right. se- several times i have pro- i've texted you like this game is very good <laughs> um this game is is very very good and i think that's for a number of reasons hey i was about to say so ron let's sit back let's you know paint this picture for us why is yakuza 5 like you gut you're literally gushing about it right now Mm-hmm. Why is it so good? I feel like you've been waiting all week to talk about this. Kind of, kind of, because it's really I, I've I've struggled for a few days on kind of like figuring out like how to actually vocalize what makes this what why I'm having this type of reaction um, t- to this game as opposed to the other ones. Which I mean, I've really enjoyed all the other ones. I think. I don't think every single game is on par with the others. Like, you know, in terms of story, I think Yakuza Zero is like far and away the best one. But, but I still, I generally, at the very least, liked all of the games, and I think I've loved uh, a f- like a few of them. So, uh, like unabashedly loved, and I think this one is is definitely trending towards the love category. And I think it's partially because at this point, like. And I think, and I do want to preface what I'm about to say with, I think this game totally works even if you've never played Yakuza before. And that's kind of insane to say about a game with a five in the title, but it, it totally applies here. Like, there's not much, like, that you need to absolutely know in order to jump into this. Um, and I think this game genuinely looks incredible. Like, for a PlayStation 3 game that is basically just up-res, like, it's not like they remade it. Like, it's, this is just an up-res of the PlayStation 3 game. Um, it looks really great. So, is, um, uh, is it 60 frames? Yes, it is 60 frames. Yeah. So, um, I would say most, I would say 95% of the game is going to be in 60 frames per, sec- per second. The only time where it is 30 is when they do, um, FMV cutscenes. Um, and that's when it's 30, but it, they don't do those super, super often. So, um, it's only, it's mostly when major, major story beats are happening. Um, and it's not super disruptive. Like it's, it's fine. I, everything else, even the in-engine cutscenes are completely, well, obviously are completely in 60. Um, and that's where most of the cutscenes will lie. So, um, yeah, it's, it's great. So 
that being all that being said, um, this game starts in a place, and I'm gonna give away a little bit of the premise of this. I'm not gonna talk too deeply about any of the plot points, but I do have to just kind of talk a little bit around it. So you do start the game as Kiryu, and that is a complete departure from four, where you actually um, you you play as Kiryu last. So if you're like a huge Kiryu fan, which I'm assuming if you've, you're playing all these games, you are, then yeah, it. The game, Yakuza 4 makes you wait to play that character. And when you do, it's great. Like, it's, I mean, the game has been very good before, but, like, you're kind of wondering, you know, what's Kiryu up to? Like, how does he factor into this sprawling story? And it really makes you kind of wait for it. Uh, Yakuza 5 starts off, like, with just, just on the, it's just off to the races almost immediately. Like, you are, and almost literally, because uh, uh, Kiryu is a cab driver in a completely different city. You're no longer in Kamurocho. Um, you are wow, in. Cab driver. That's, that's different. Yes. He is, a, he is working as a cab driver. And, huh. and one of the first things you do, and I won't say why that's, he's doing this, but he is doing it for a reason. And he's kind of, he's going under a different name and he's like, you know, he's basically trying to start a new life uh, in this brand new city that is not Camarocho. Um, and up to this point, you have played Camarocho in every single game up to this point. So this truly does feel fresh and new, and you're kind of excited about that. Um, and so they, what they've done is they've actually built an entire system and game around driving this cab. And I, and they do this in two ways. Number one, they actually kind of teach you or, or have you do these racing or driving missions where you literally pick up people um, from the cab company and drive i want to ask is this the first time you get to drive around in the series that is yes the very first time yeah because you know i played zero played a little bit of one and then i played like a demo of like four or something like that and for the most part i feel like the, this whole series has been you on foot yeah. So for you to be able to now, can you do these driving bits like whenever? Can you drive whenever you want, or is it like a mini game? It is like want... a it's like a mini game. So uh, okay. they, they they section it off. I mean, you can go and drive whenever you want. Like literally, you can go to the cab company and say, "Hey, I want to like do a mission, or I want to free drive, or whatever," and you can go do that. Um, and what they've done is that they've actually created so the entire city is drivable, and you just select like, "Hey, I'm gonna go do a mission, or I'm gonna free drive." Um, in the city, and you can do that. Now, um, when you pick up people, you have to you have to follow all the traffic rules. And I think I might have mentioned this last week as well. But you do have to like stop at lights and stop for people. People like try to run run in front of your car, and you don't want to hit them because then you lose points. Uh, it's like minus like eight or ten points or something like off of like your overall score if you hit someone. Um, and you know you have to put on a turn signal. You have to basically follow the rules of the road, and the game will it will even dock you for sudden acceleration. So you don't want to just slam on the gas like you have to actually like it, you, you have to really pretend that you are actually driving these people um and that's really cool now another f- sa- uh, side of this is that kiryu actually moonlights as like a racer so he's actually of course. <laughs> he's really really good at street racing so there's a whole si- side story where like you get involved oh with this, my uh, god <laughs> like like i mean seriously like on some fast and furious type shit like you like, you, you are actually like involved in a big like um, like a street racing ring, and then you you basically have to take down this rival gang. Um, and, and you're doing it. And don't tell me you're doing it for family. <laughs> well, oh my of. god, I was kidding. 
<laughs> kind of. Kind of a makeshift family. Not like a literal one, but like kind of your cab company is sort of a family, like in a way. So you could kind of take it like that. Um, but yeah, they've, they've, they've created an entire race course and they've split it off into three different sections. So you get three different tracks, basically. Every time you get to race with, and you get complete with like turbo and tuning and decals and like, uh, different tires and, you know, there's all sorts of customization options you can do. You get different music too. Um, and you even get heat moves in the car, which is oh, great. Wow. So it essentially becomes burnout then. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, not as dynamic with the crashes, but, um, you know, now it's not going to like blow you away, but I think they did such a good job with never having implemented driving in this series before. Like, I think they did a really hell of a job, a, a good job, um, just implementing it here. So I'm, I'm, I'm pleased. I'm pleased with it for sure. And yeah, I, I think a lot of what I enjoy too is not just the variety in what you do in the gameplay, but it's just the story. The story is so heartfelt. And, and one of the, I don't feel a lot when it comes to games, like in terms of, like, I don't get, this is going to sound stupid, but like, I mean, I, I don't get overly, there's not a lot of games that make me feel very intensely about, uh, you know, things in stories. Um, just by the, the nature of games writing, I think it's getting a lot better. And there are several stories I, I absolutely adore. And, you know, Last of Us and Near Automata, um, you know, several other stories I think are really, really good, but, but, you know, there's something that hit me a little bit in the heart with one of the sub stories in this game that has to actually do with your, your cab company. And as you kind of find out more about the people who you work with, um, and their history and background, um, they do such a wonderful job of tying so many emotional elements in this silly ass game where you like, you know, drift recklessly around corners and like help people with their exams and like just do all this random, shit like like the fact that they can really pull off emotional beats as as well as they do is just such a testament to how good the series is i was gonna say the series is, is like at least it's not known for it but like people that play the game it's it's sort of known for like tugging at those heartstrings for certain things so i, I mean it's it's I feel like, are you saying this because for like the driving bits or just as like an overall package? Just overall package. Like I'm just, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm struck. I'm struck by how, by how much I'm still affected by, by this and how well they continue to really walk that line between goofy and drama, like serious drama. And I, I just don't know. It, it's difficult because I think, uh, and you know, Super Eye Patch Wolf, uh, one of the, uh, a really great YouTuber. If you've never watched his videos, definitely check him out. But he did a really great video some time ago about, um, why you should play Yakuza. And, um, he really, really nails one of the things that I, I think, um, you know, I, I feel like there's a, there's a, there's a cognitive dissonance with, with this series that is not negative at all. Like, you know, you get, you get the seriousness, you get the goofiness. Um, but I think the goofiness helps inform the seriousness and you actually come to understand, um, Kiryu as a character. And he's so fleshed out because, you know, even if he's in these ridiculous situations, he 
always grounds himself in a place that feels very real. He always he always humbles himself. Yeah, that too. Yeah, he always humbles humbles himself. He always presents himself in a way where, like, even if he he might seem like he has all the answers, but like he's just figuring out life, like as as you as he goes and like there's something really charming about that and and uh very alluring like as a as a player like you want to kind of you identify with Kiryu in a lot of ways um but he's like also the perfect surrogate as well like it's 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 really really great and i can't speak enough about just the main narrative here like he's Kiryu's in a really like kind of lonely place in this in this game um and whereas in other games, he's always had kind of like his friends to rely on. He's always kind of had like, you know, Haruka and a lot of the people around him. To, but here he's very much alone. And there's a couple moments during the main story here that that, that really make you feel for the guy. Like it makes you feel bad for him in a lot of ways. Like, yeah, he's the dragon of Dojima, but he's maybe not feeling that as much and and for a lot of reasons um and and the and i think there's a more of a clash in this game particularly with the old ways of the yakuza and like traditional um traditional meanings versus what the yakuza are today because at this point kiryu is like 45 probably pushing 50 at this point so he's like he's getting up there in age and so he has a very specific mentality um going into this um there's a line in here where he tells someone that you know you know you're I'm getting too old for this shit <laughs> well kind of like you know he's, he's, <laughs> he's he says that you know you're viewing the yakuza as a way to die and i look at uh, like a, at a means to an end and i'm looking at the yakuza as a way to live and that's just a very it's a very uh poignant line about just how his mentality um is when it comes to basically this gangster shit like that's it's in 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 i'm really enjoying seeing this i could i could i guess appreciate that so from coming from yakuza zero to like i guess playing a little bit of one i could say that he was so ready to die for the yakuza right like ready to just throw his life away like i guess now he's he's older he's mature he's come to appreciate life so now he sees he sees it in a different light yeah, he sees it in a different light, and the thing that's really tragic about it, though, is that, like, he can't stay away. Like, he, no matter what he does, he literally cannot stay away. It's like he, he really enjoys, like, damaging himself, and there's a part of me that really, like, understands that, and I, I get it, and I, I feel that in the deepest depths of my soul. Like, I, I'm like, I feel you. It's like, you know, you, you continue to do something that you know is bad for you. But it's like that's just that's your nature, and it's like you can't help it. And it's like no matter what you do, it's like sometimes you have no choice but to embrace it. And how dark and desperate that feels, like that's it's that's some heavy shit to deal with and to parse. And like I was, I was gonna say, hmm, I feel like you just uh, uh, struck a chord with people that have toxic relationships. I think that's, yeah. exactly, that's exactly what it sounds like. No, that, that's exactly what it is. Oh, I mean, like, man. I mean, we're laughing, but like, that's, that's literally what it is in this game. Um, and, and what I'm starting to realize, especially after five games of playing this shit and seeing like, you know, Kiryu go through this time and time again, you know how many times, like he said, all right, I'm out for good. And they just pull him back in every time. And it's like, he just has no choice. It's his nature. His nature is to just, is to continually run into this wall until like, 
you know, one day someone else stops him, you know, like I, I man, it, it's, it's really deep That's and deep. I, yeah. And I, I appreciate it. I appreciate this game for going there. Like it's, it's, it's truly beautiful. Like it's not just a fun game. And I, I try not to make it sound like, you know, you know, I, I just love it cause it, it's fun. I mean, it's fun. Yes. But like it, there is, behind it. There's a lot more behind it, and there's a, there's game is it's working, and it's just operating on a level that a lot of games just aren't right now. Like there's there's truly, and I, I mean this with zero hyperbole. Like there's just there's no other series like this right now, like in gaming. There, there's just there's there's not. Um, Shinmu tried to do this, and it did. I was, but, I was about to I make mean, a joke about Kingdom Hearts, but I was like, I'm not even gonna do that. Oh no 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 no. Yeah, that's a. No. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's just there's there's no one else doing what what uh yakuza is doing right now on the level that it's doing it at so um i mean at this point it's like i'm, I'm taking my time with five uh, i've actually passed curious part so i'm on i'm actually on part two right now um out of what i would assume is uh five parts um maybe six if all if you play as all five characters at once uh but yeah i mean it's a lengthy game you can i'm easily seeing how you could spend at least 200 hours in this i haven't even looked at my hour counter i might be at like 15 or 20 and i i just got on the second character like uh yesterday See, so. i was about to say yo i need to catch up but uh, yeah um yeah and that's yeah. the thing that sucks is that like i would say again if you're like really dying to to play one of these things I, again, I think they're all good. I really do think they're all good, and all of them are worth playing. Um, but if you have to pick like one or two, so far I'm all, I'm not f- that far yet. But I mean, Yakuza Five seems like it's going to be really great. And I, I heard all the time that you know Four is like one of the best, and it's really great. You know, I didn't hear a lot of praise for Five. I heard that people really liked it, but like just not unabashedly so. But this is a real. This is really really good. I'm I'm super impressed right now. Um, so yeah. Super, super pleased with this. Um, yeah, and I'll check back in once I continue getting through this. So I don't think I'm gonna, I don't think I'm gonna be able to get through this before you know I, I have to, I have to leave for a couple weeks. But um, I'm hoping to get like far enough for sure. So, uh, but all right, anyway, that's pretty much what I've got for you. What about you, Chris? What did you, what did you play? Oh man, so. Um, shit, that's hard to follow up because all I've been doing is making things on the farm, uh, you know, doing things in the town of Portia. I've been like visiting on and off, you know, having a little bit of time in Portia. Mm. Uh, so if you, if, if you didn't watch, uh, or listen to last week's episode, I have, you know, found an itch for these type of games. That itch that I knew that I had, that I thought that I locked away, and just happened to stumble across. You know what's crazy about this is that I bought this game, uh, my time at Porsche, along with some other games that are on sale, and I haven't even touched the other games. I honestly can't even tell you what else I bought. Hmm. Like at all? At all. This is I Have a Problem Part 2. Oh no. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> okay, oh, that's the name of the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's not much more to say about this game. I feel like, um, my, like, process of playing this game is that, like, I'm trying to do, 
I'm trying to do a lot, but the game does a good job of like hitting you with like a mission that will sort of like put you at a wall until you start building up other resources. So like the way I'm tackling this game is like I am uh I have like some sort of like, you know, mission for the town to do. I have to build a certain item and like I'm gathering resources, I'm making like these contractions and then like essentially then like moving through the story by like just doing those bits. And then of course here and there I'm doing things for people in the town. Um, but I haven't really like sat back and like, um, you know, really like decked out my farm yet. I haven't, uh, like this is one of those games where you could, you know, befriend people in the town. Uh, so like this, I, I think I'm only, I'm only really doing that with one person in the town doing that with Petra. Uh, she's like the researcher of the town. Hmm, um, okay. also, you know, the fellow resident, you know, person of color. So, you know, I had to like, you know, it was an in- instant shit instantly. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but you know, there's also like another, uh, builder in the town and he's a dick. So like whenever it comes down to like every morning, the town hall opening and you can check to see what's new commissions. He's like running to the town center, trying to beat you, trying to get like the best commissions. And the game is sort of set up where the commissions board is open for all builders at the same time. So if he beats you to the board, he could take like a really good commission and work on it. Hmm. Okay. Wait, well, how does that work though? So like all of like the commissions are, it's like, it's open for like every, like, like for you and then also other NPCs that can build stuff for the town. Okay. So essentially your building company is, uh, you're like in competition with other building companies. Okay. And there's like a ranking that like, you know, at the end of the month, whoever is like highest rank, they get like, you know, uh, money, they get certain things. Like it's, it's, it's sort of like that. Uh, so like for the last, so I'm still in month two. I'm at the end of month two of the first year. Um, easily made my way to, you know, number two spot. It's just that I feel like the number one person, Higgins, man. Like, this hatred that I have for this guy is on par with Timmy Turner's dad and Dinkelberg. Like, when I say I see this man in the streets and it's on site because you can spar people in this game, <laughs> it's on it's on site. I walk up to him and I'm like, yo, we fighting. That's funny. And we fight. He, You know, I beat him. He, you know, gives me a couple dollars. And I'm like, I'm on my way. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you thought. Oh my god! So like, literally, and that's a literal thing too. Yeah, on site every time. Huh? So are can, you can't murder this person, right? Uh, I haven't figured out yet. <laughs> oh, good answer. As like, but once <laughs> once I figure out, I figured I figured out that I can make a gun. So I made a gun. So whether or not I could use this gun in said battle has yet to be seen. But if Higgins disappears. I think I'm the town's number one suspect. Yeah, you you would think. Oh, so I feel, I feel like I might have asked uh, last week about this, but if not, you know, electric boogaloo and all that. Um, so, do you think that like are you are you genuinely like enjoying this game, or is it feeding some like deep dark itch that you're that you? Oh, have right it's now? definitely feeding a deep dark itch. Like I said, once Animal Crossing comes out on the Switch next month. Y'all, it's been nice. It's been nice knowing y'all. 
<laughs> no, it's and I I think what it is, it scratches that itch of um for me, it's like, all right, this person in town needs something or the city needs something. Hey, you're dependable. Go ahead and build this for me. So I'm like, all right, cool. Let me go out into the forest, chop down some trees, go into the mines, mine some, you know, copper, some ore, and you know, do what I what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's it's a it's a vicious cycle of like doing that and then like um I, just like any of like these uh Harvest Moon or uh Stardew Valley games, there are like events that happen throughout the month. So in the second month there is a martial arts tournament. And you know, so far I've been able to like just, you know, power my way through like any type of like event in this game. I think the previous month was there's like a festival where like an airship drives like it sort of floats over the city and it's dropping presents so like you're essentially like in this giant mob running after these pe- presents oh, okay. them up. so yeah so like uh knowing that that was coming up i invested all of my stats that i've been saving up into stamina and <laughs> your boy was quick um so coming into this like martial arts tournament i was like oh wow all these guys are busters like i could i'm easily taking number one you know and i didn't oh so beat you so in the town there's like a um you can essentially uh uh, count them as like the police they're like the i think they're called like the civil the civil corps or something like that and they, they're essentially like, um, these, you know, three adventurers or fighters that like anytime, like, you know, they're like thieves or anytime there's like monsters, like attacking a town. These are the guys that like go out and fight for the mm. town. So of course the leader of the core, he was, you know, me, he made, you know, it was me versus him in the finals. I was like, all right, so far everyone has been like level 10, level 15. I'm level 25. I should be good. This man is like level 30, 32. I was like, oh, okay. In my mind, I was like, yo, imagine you're training from Dark Souls. Just don't get hit. (laughs) (laughs) This game's uh, fighting mechanics is not Dark Souls. So I, I, I try and do like a roll to like get around him. My character then like auto adjusts to roll right back into the uh, path of his attack. So essentially I get like, I don't get one shot, but I get like, he hits me with like a couple hits and like, that's like half my health bar. So I'm like, yo, what are you doing? Roll around him and then punch. So I do that. And like the, uh, the guy like starts going into a combo and then his combo starts like moving around trying to like auto adjust on me. So yeah, I got my ass beat. Wow. So does that motivate you to actually like, Try to turn around and beat him in the next one. Oh, you already know it. Like I, I, I like Rocky montaged and like went into like the mines and like just started leveling up repeatedly, just to, so that next year he knows that you know I'm taking number one. It's gonna happen. I just love that you're really invested in, in this right now. Like no sarcasm. Like I just love that. Like this <laughs> random game. My time at Port, and I, although not too random, because I have actually heard like kind of legitimately good things about it. I did hear that the Switch port was not like super super great, but like I did hear yeah, that and, people were. And like, I'm upset that I'm playing it on the Switch, but I've invested so much time on the Switch version that I'm sort of stuck at it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know like how bad the switchboard is, but the game is fun enough for me to sort of look past like a lot of the glaring issues. Um, so like loading, super horrible. Um, apparently there's like a bug where if your inventory is full and like you pick up and you go to like one of your workstations to pick up something that you made. Yeah. You'll drop it and lose it. Whoa, that's pretty hardcore. Yeah, so there's been a couple of commissions that I failed because I essentially was like burning the midnight owl uh oil and um like I needed to get like whatever I was making so I could finish a thing and lost it and pretty much had to remake it but I just ran out of time. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, dumb stuff like that. Um but you know, shoot I would consider buying this on Steam, which now that I'm actually no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna wait until like a sale. Hold on. Oh no. <laughs> see, as, as you hear, yeah. You hear me clicking. Um. All right, thirty bucks. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll wait. Yeah, I'll wait. just wait. <laughs> just, just wait till March twentieth, and then realize you don't have to. You're right. You're right. As I add this to cart. Okay. You're good. Oh, I'm no. right. I'm good. All right. But yeah. So yeah. Uh, essentially that's been my time. Like this last week, um, has been super, I guess this month has been busy. So once again, uh, sorry for like, you know, the, the Kakarot, uh, review not being out yet. Um, uh, still working on that. Um, I, I want to do more reviews. Like I, once again, like where, you know, I had that written. I just want to figure out how I want to rate these reviews so i can start pumping out these reviews and you know i'll I'll do something on my time in porsche since i've been playing so much of it um i still shoot i still have links awakening was it links awakening links yeah links Links awakening yeah that i still need to finish and i may do something on that so like this this game's on the you know on the plate that i need to finish and review but they are coming i am working on them um Oh, and then once again, also shout out to my boys on Super Punch. You know, we got all the people in the chat that he, like they they look out for me. Like the other day, I wasn't in the chat, and people were like, "Yo, Chris, SSG Blackrot, where were you at?" And I was like, "Yo, I fell asleep, dog. I got <laughs> home and I was knocked out." Yeah. So, but it's cool. Like, uh, like I'm I'm you know, falling back in love with, like, the whole Twitch community thing. Like, this, it could be really, it could be toxic at times, depending on, like, the streamer, depending on their community. But if you find, <laughs> like, say, a, yeah. yeah, but if you find the right community, you find the right streamer, um, the people that I've been hanging out with, like, just nothing but love for all of them. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, just wanted to shout them out again, because, like, I think that, like, what they're doing with having their... Uh, stream Monday through Thursday and then grabbing those clips and having like a super show on Friday on TBS, which I think when this episode drops, I think will be the first day or the first time they do it on TBS. So, oh, you know, very good, nice. Yeah. yeah. So good luck to all the guys on Super Punch. Um, I hope that the, you know, the show on TBS is just as good as the streams because the streams have been really good. Um, and, and I feel like they've been learning. Uh, every, every week, every episode on like what to do, what not to do, how to like, you know, get everything running functionally. So they got it. Good stuff. So yeah, that's what I have this week for what you've been playing. Uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into the news this week. Got a couple of news stories. Um, 
let's go ahead and jump into the first news story. We have a Polygon article. Uh, once again, GameStop is in the news. Uh, surprise, surprise, right? Um, this time they're sort of highlighting how employees feel like there's extreme pressure from their bosses, which has been a thing that GameStop employees have always had to like deal with, but it's really bad now. Like to the point now where, um, if you've been in a GameStop over the past couple months, you've probably have been like, you know, inundated. Like, yeah, like, just, like, people, they're they they they're extra aggressive with, like, you know, pre-ordering stuff. Uh, they're really aggressive with pushing tech trades. Um, it's to the point now where, like, the people that work there, they, if they don't do, a, do it a certain amount of times per week, they get written up. And after, like, three write-ups, they're fired. So, um, I don't know why... I don't want to say I don't know why. I know why. Yeah, you know why. Yeah, GameStop has it has a culture that like, and I feel like at this point enough is being said about the company where people will not want to work there. But it's still in the gaming industry, so you still have a lot of younger people that are like, "Oh, cool, I'm working for GameStop." And listen, you're just a number. You know, you'll jump in, you'll be happy. after you you have to deal with the bullshit, you'll get burned out, and then they'll fire you, and then hire the next person. That's just yep, it's true. you know it's a turn. So, um, um, yeah. So I I definitely I mean so let's let's go ahead and get like the 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 elephant out of that room. So uh, look, it's the digital marketplace that's doing that. You know, like obviously, like that's the super super clear why they're pushing all of that we're already starting to see or at least in my side of town like you know i'm starting to see a lot of the, like the closures a lot of game stops that used to be there aren't anymore um or they're having like these massive store-wide closes uh closures and i mean it's they're scared they're they're running scared because their physical market is being threatened at the moment um most people are either going to be buying their games on digital this was actually in 2019 i believe uh mpd put out something where i, I believe they said something like half of the uh, or almost half of game sales were uh, in the digital marketplace or something like no, that no I, th- I think towards the end of 2019 it already passed it oh yeah, it passed it okay yeah. so that is already that's that's huge. That's that's really big, and I think it's it's just growing at a rate that GameStop just genuinely it can't handle because that's not really its bread and butter. Um, you know, it's what they are interested in is selling, and you know more than I do and more than anyone else does that. Um, you know, they're looking to get to make physical sales. They're looking to make pre-order numbers, things like that. Get get copies shipped to the store. Like that's that's what they're trying to do, right? Yeah. Um, and like, I'm sort of like going through this article again. And like, I, uh, you know, I already I passed the part that like just it, it, it's sort of like talking about how like, did you like just over time, like some people they knew that that's sort of like what it was leading to. Like, digital, di- like digital sales will now is, it's, it's leading less and less people to like have a need to go into the store. You know, it's really easy to just hit a button that says download than to go to a store. You know, drive to a store, um, you know, ask a million questions at checkout for stuff that you don't want. Um, and like it eventually just becomes awkward and it becomes a hassle and no one wants it. People yeah. are comfortable sitting at home downloading something. 
Exactly. Exactly. Um, and even, you know me, you know me, like I'm, I'm a pretty staunch, like physical only guy. Um, but even I've kind of turned to digital, um, copies of certain things like Pokemon I bought digitally and, uh, I might get Animal Crossing digitally. Um, so, you know, this is not something that like I'm, I'm super, you know, I, 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 do still value the the physical, um, you know, obviously the advantages of physical media, but you know, every now and then something will get me and I'm some, I'm surprised, you know, something that is clearly going to be, um, you know, something that I would want to own physical. I might think twice. And that that's a big, big deal for someone like me. Yeah. So, you know, as of like, you know, a couple months ago, You've seen some GameStops, um, you know, close down. You've seen some of them sort of shift and turn into more of like hangout spots. You know, they've, uh, redid the store where, you know, they have like more TVs. You can sort of like come in, you can play video games. Oh, so like they're, yeah, so they're, they're trying something different. Um, too little, too late. It's too soon to say, but I don't know. I hope the best. For the employees who work there, because the, the for any company, the employees are the backbone. Employees and customers. Without those two, you know, you really don't have a company. But the, the problem of GameStop is that they've never listened to their employees. Like, you know, I have I've, I've told the story numerous times on the podcast where like I've sat down with the VP years ago and literally said, "Hey guys, this is happening. This will be a problem down the road." And all they did was sort of sit back and say, "Oh, we're in a we're in a good place financially. We don't have to worry about that." Exactly. Let's see. we're fine right now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here we are. That's yeah. All, that's all I really. That's all I really have to say to it. You know. You know. Uh, it's just more evidence for things that we've been saying for a while now. You know, we've been saying this yeah. for months. Um. So. Yeah. All right. So. Uh. Next up. We're going back to a returning story. We talked about um, how Overwatch has jumped over to YouTube. And um, I'm not sure if we talked about Call of Duty yet, but uh, there are reports that went out that pretty much confirm that YouTube paid Blizzard about $160 million for over three years of media rights to Overwatch and Call of Duty. So that those are rights to the Overwatch League, and Call of Duty's, um, their, you know, esports league. So, uh, once again, you know, YouTube making, or YouTube or slash Google making big moves to sort of cement themselves in the gaming sphere. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I could, the, my best, like, what I want to come out of this is for them to double down on, you know, YouTube gaming, double down on the streaming service, and of course, double down on Stadia. I feel like all of those <laughs> things, all of those things need to, like, come together. It really does. But, um, Rod, what do you, what do you think? How do you feel? I mean, I, that is a lot of money that is a lot of money for something like this if we want to talk about so i i haven't seen any of the call of duty um stuff yet like i've seen the advertisements for it during the overwatch league um i actually did not get a chance to see the second uh, week of overwatch league at all but that first week was 
Um, it, it, there were a lot of production issues and I don't think that a lot of that was YouTube. I don't think that was YouTube. I think that was just more of a, an issue with the Blizzard production team. Um, and, and less the transition over. Um, I don't, I still don't know if they've actually solved the Overwatch token thing, um, from, from Twitch. So I don't know how that's going to go, but it doesn't seem to have, it doesn't, it does not seem to have, um, really lost too much viewer, viewership, um, from platform to platform. Which is great. Um, and I guess we'll see. We don't have, we, we don't happen to have numbers for what the Call of Duty League is doing, right? Cause that's out right now, right? Mm. Or is that in a little bit? I thought it was out. I think, I, I don't know. I think, I think I've, I've heard, I've seen like trailers for it. I, th- okay. I've, I want to say it might have started recently. Okay. Yeah. Well, re- regardless, I mean, it's, the, it, that's a giant, giant investment um when we're talking about something like this um and the only real way that we'll know um if it's going to be worth it is you know i guess a little bit later on um but it is good to like it's good to know the numbers though just to kind of put into perspective um the the literal um effort that they're going to put into that uh, because uh, again, 160 million is not uh, it's not it's not chump change, you know. It's not. So you know, I wouldn't be surprised if I all if you also see uh, these games being announced for Stadia. Like, it'd be yeah. silly to yeah. not like put two and two together. Um, over the last week, this is like a side note to the story. Um, yeah, the NVIDIA, uh, GeForce Now service started, or is like it's out of its beta. And Call of Duty and Overwatch were games on the service, but then got pulled. So, um, NVIDIA, they, you know, put out a notice saying that it was like a misunderstanding that, you know, the service, like the two games got pulled off the service. Coincidence? I think not. I think not. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, once again, this is a, you know, evolving story. I'm sure we, you know, we'll bring this back up uh, down the road, but let's, let's see. Let's, let's, I, I hope that they, you know, everything comes together. Like, I still have hope for you, Stadia. Please. So, oh, God. I yeah, we should, you should just stop. Stop over. <laughs> All right. Next up. Next up. Um, let's see what I got. Next up, let's talk about Smash Brothers. So, Smash is in the news again because, uh, Sakurai has made a, um, you know, he's made a comment that this next, well, this next DLC pack of six fighters will be the last, like, you know, thing that they're working on. Right. Which, you know, wasn't Melee supposed to be like the last Smash Brothers that they're working on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, take this as Sakurai saying that he needs a break. He needs a vacation and he needs some days off. So Sakurai, right. you, you know, you and your team, you guys have done a lot of work, um, bringing in all these characters into the game. You've been, you know, developing this stuff nonstop. Take your break. Yeah. Work. I mean, I mean, yeah. Smash Ultimate is, is truly, truly no pun intended here. I mean, it is the ultimate package. Um, it is. It's definitely something that, you know, it's going to be hard to top. Like, I can't, I honestly don't know. 
I don't know how they'll even do another Smash and and have it live up to this. I don't think they really can, and I don't think they should really. I don't think they sh- that they should go and try to top it. I think it should just they should just start fresh on something. Um, I just don't know what because <laughs> I mean they literally have every single person that you could imagine um in this thing, and I think he does. Sakurai himself just deserves a, a huge rest. I think the fact that they have what like seventy characters or something ridiculous yeah, um in this game and like have it still be like pretty i don't think the game is considered like super broken right like it's actually considered fairly well balanced and like you know you have characters that have been like sort of overpowered before get toned down you have characters who never saw the light of day and like bottom tier lists they're viable nowadays um and then also note on what you said about just like having almost everybody in it you know there was some news that dropped i want to say two weeks ago that Sora from Kingdom Hearts was actually supposed to be in the game, but he got ruled out by Disney. Disney yeah. was like, "Yeah, we're not, we're not gonna have this happen." Yeah. That's not, not surprising at all. Yeah, the, um, yeah, they, 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 they're gonna want Disney's gonna want all of that that pie to themselves, which is, you know, that's fair. That's their property technically, so they can do with it what they will. Um. I don't think we'll ever see anything like that, especially with a lot of people saying Goku. I don't know if we're ever going to see Goku because that would have to – that would be working with – um what is Shueisha? And they, oh, yeah, and they're never fun to work with. Yeah, 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 no. They, they'll never – they'll probably never do that. So yeah. I'll, I'll be surprised. I, would I like to see it? Yeah, like sure. That would be cool just to see the reactions, but I just – I don't have hope that that's <laughs> going to come every, anytime yeah. soon. And, and the last thing about this too, uh, like based on some of his comments that he said – the whole uh, Byleth situation was, it sort of seemed like it was sort of out of his control. Like, that wasn't his decision at all. So, cut the man some slack, y'all. Quit hitting his his Twitter account. Like, I don't understand you're mad about Fire Emblem characters, but... Yeah. Uh, guys, and this is foreshadowing, it's just the game. Right, think, exactly. Think about that. It's just the game. Alright, uh, now let's go ahead and jump into some news about Sonic the Hedgehog. Good oh old, good old Sonic. Mm. Oh god. <laughs> Gotta go fast. Alright. How, how fast? You might ask? How fast? Oh boy. Really fast apparently. Well at least faster than when, what some people would have like, you know, imagined. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog debuted this weekend. Uh, hit about 70 million, yeah. uh, domestically. That is, that is including the, um, the holiday. So, that's, that's pretty good. I think this movie was made on a, what? 80, 80 million dollar? It was like 85 million dollar budget, something around there. Yeah. 87 million. 87 mm. million dollar budget. So they've, in their first weekend, almost made all of that money. Well, technically they've made that money back, uh, they did. you know, worldwide. Worldwide hit um, 113 million. So, you know, a lot of people went and saw the movie. Right. You know, what? me included. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rod, did you see it this weekend? I didn't see it. I did see it. Ooh, okay. So, I, I, all right. This is, we haven't, all right. So, this is fresh, guys. We haven't talked about this movie. Like, me and Rod haven't talked about this movie. So, I want to do something. Mm-hmm. On the count of three. I want you to say thumbs up or thumbs down. I just want to get like your just impression on it. Okay. You ready? So yep. One, two, three. Thumbs, thumbs up. Thumbs midway. 
Oh, damn. <laughs> midway? Mid, midway, yeah. I mean, it was, it, it was, it was fine. It like, it was, it was fun. I felt good walking out the movie. Yeah. Like, I didn't hate myself. Like, I didn't feel like I, so my expectations for this film were like on the ground floor. Uh, there was no way that I just, I just didn't understand how this film would have been good at all. So I, I didn't see any of the updated trailers, the ones with the redesign. I had only seen the one with the terrible design, the very first one. Um, and it was, it was awful. It was really bad. And I'm not even just talking about the, the design. Like it was just everything about like, there was a, just so many unfunny jokes and I just didn't think it, nothing landed. And I was just like, Oh God. Um, and yeah, I just don't trust a Sonic, anything that is a Sonic property to be like, really be any good. Like Sonic Mania, Sonic Mania. God damn. (laughs) Sonic Mania to me is like an anomaly. Um, and, and this is coming from someone who like really loved Sonic, like as a kid. Like I fucking loved Sonic. I, I loved, um, I played the first three. I, I owned Sonic 3 and Knuckles um, on my PC and played the hell out of it. And Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 I loved as a kid. And I do like Sonic Generations. That was good, too. Okay. There you go. But, um, but yeah, Sonic Generations and Mania are, like, the only good ones recently, like, I, I feel like. Um, I mean, you're not wrong there. <laughs> I, you know, like- it, I... I can't argue with that. I, I loved the cartoon series, and I even read some of the comics, like, as a oh, kid. Yeah, the comics are actually pretty good. Yeah, so, you know, I'm not, like, I'm no stranger to Sonic, and I loved him as a kid, but now, as an adult, it's just like, what the hell? Um, It just didn't seem like it was much for me anymore, and that's fine. You know, not everything has to be for me. Um, So, yeah, all that being said, expectations, ground floor. Came out of the movie thinking, hey... That wasn't the worst. worst. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the worst thing in the world, you know? Um, I, I feel like overall it was a pretty standard kind of dude and his dog type of movie. Um, or dude and his pet. Uh, dude and his hedgehog. Yeah, dude and his hedgehog. (laughs) That's the name of the episode right there. (laughs) Um, and, and that's, that's fine. I feel like that's all I'm really, I can really describe it as is fine. There are some jokes that are really. I was going to say, like, I feel like going into it as a fan and, like, seeing all of, like, the Easter eggs and callbacks, that in itself was, like, I, you know, I really appreciated that. But then also, can we talk about Jim Carrey and his Dr. Robotnik? Yeah, it was pretty good a lot of the time. Yeah. I, that was the thing I was really worried about. But then, like, going into the movie, I was like, you know what? It's Jim Carrey. You know, I feel like he might carry the movie, and sure enough, like he carried the movie. Yeah, I, I did. I, as soon as he was announced, I was like, "What?" Because I mean, I love Jim Carrey, but just really as but, Robotnik. But at this point, would you? Can you see anybody else as Robotnik? No, it works. No, it works. It, it totally works. He's the he's the thing that like keeps the the whole movie going. Um, in my opinion, like it's. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's great. Like he, he is really good in it, um, because he's just so entertaining. Um, and it's a kid's movie, you know, at the end of the day, and that's fine. That's really, really fine. Um, but it's just not a lot of meat on that bone, in my opinion. Like it's, it, eh, it's, it's enough meat. It's a, it's enough meat. Yeah. yeah. For, 
for for me it was like there wasn't like it was it was breezy and very inoffensive and that's okay sometimes a movie can just be okay and it should be allowed like a movie doesn't have to be the best thing ever or the worst thing ever it can just be fine it's entertaining it's yeah like i walked like i said i walked out of that movie with a smile on my face yeah like the whole time i was like sonic is is pretty likable and and jim carrey it lights up the screen every time so at this point like if if those two things are not happening then this movie is really dull and luckily most of the time that's happening so uh yeah it's okay the yeah. post credit scene is okay too i was oh, like all right it's it sets everything up for me to be really excited for the next one yeah i was like Cool. And, and and with you know the success from this weekend, from the buzz that is getting from you know fans, from like you know uh, you know people that have seen it with the kids, uh, I I think this movie is going to do well uh, in the box office. It's going to it's already doing more than what they expected. Oh yeah, um, the tracking so, was for about forty five million. It started at forty five, and then yeah. it steadily rose as like I think that week started. It was like okay, well we're thinking fifty now. Okay, we're now we're seeing like fifty five, and then by the time and then I think the final tracking when the movie was actually out was like somewhere between sixty to sixty five, and it even did more than that. So yeah, yeah. So, I think it's it's a combination of things. It's the fact that it's a kids movie. It's the fact that it came out in February, which is a uh, one of the February the the studio dump months where mm-hmm. these studios just kind of drop shitty movies off and kind of hope that they go under the radar um uh it's the it's the time of the year where studios dump movies that they know aren't good uh, but we've already had two examples of movies that aren't that have, have been really really successful which is one is sonic and the other is uh bad boys so yeah yeah so um if you haven't seen it yet definitely see it if you have kids take them with you um, if you have, like, I took one of my second cousins to see the movie. So, um, you know, take, take some kids with you, take some friends with you, Sonic fans, and there's a post credit scene. So stay, stay and watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stay um, and watch it. Yep. Uh, so while we're in the talk of like just movie stuff, let's talk about some TV stuff. Let's talk about some Netflix stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, a Diablo and Overwatch TV series could be coming. And this is more or less, uh, leaked by, you know, people snooping around on LinkedIn profiles. So, um, you know, the Diablo show has been rumored for a while now. Um, I think the over, did they talk about the Overwatch show or hint that when they did that whole, uh, um, when they were talking about like Overwatch 2 and doing all that other stuff? They didn't, did. they didn't talk about it during Overwatch 2, but they've kind of talked around doing some sort of animated series, um, like for a while. Yeah. So, um, so far what we can sort of get off of the LinkedIn profiles is that, um, the Diablo TV adaptation is going to be rendered in like an anime style. So think, uh, like Castlevania. Um, and let's see what else we got. Things what the the Overwatch uh, is, is pretty much bought already and sold, and it's going to be an animated series. Right, it's going to be an animated series, right? Yeah. So, uh, Rod, let me ask you. Uh, you know, you being our veteran Overwatch player, mm-hmm. what would you like to see them do with this show? 
I would like to see them do um, more forward momentum with the story and maybe a few backstories. I, I have a feeling that like with the way that the Overwatch lore is set up is that everything has just been filled in on the back end and there's no real way for it to push forward. We did see them actually do this during the Overwatch 2 cinematic trailer because that actually does seem to take place kind of like when uh, Winston calls all of the Overwatch heroes like together. That is actually the thing that occurs uh, in the opening cutscene of, of the original Overwatch. Um, and they do never really have, they've never built anything past that point. All of the story, like up to, up to that moment has been backstory. Like virtually all of it has been prequel material. Um, so it would be cool to kind of see some of these people work together. Although I know that probably, and the reason why they've probably done it that way is because it severely limits like who can interact with who without it being weird. Like why would Tracer and Widowmaker be working together? Um, <laughs> why, would, why would they be BFFs? Right, exactly. It would make no sense, but um, I think it'd be really cool to explore more of that. Um, honestly, what they need to do is just replicate what they've done with the uh, animated shorts, honestly, and stretch yeah. that out over like ten or fifteen more minutes. Like those things are really, really good. Like I would say, uh, like studio quality level. Oh, yeah, in, definitely. In, in terms of like just the animation itself and the writing. Like I mean, not to say it's like phenomenal, but like it's. It has the. I, I watch those and I go, oh yeah, I, I would watch a full episode of whatever this is. Yeah, so I, I actually want. I'd rather see them move things forward. Like as much as I love like the animated shorts, I feel like a easy way out or like what they could like an easy thing for them to do is to do those extended, uh, you know, character overview videos. Um, which I mean, of course, like they've been good. Over the years, it's just I I don't know. I'd rather, and I feel like with them doing that, it's sort of like what they do now with like just jumping from like character to character. So there isn't really like a story moving around. It's sort of like based on events in the lore. Um, I'd rather just you know them just move forward, keep it going. Yes, absolutely. Yep, I I agree. Yeah. So like we said, the, you know this isn't like you know officially confirmed, but we do see that as being worked on. So yeah, this I want to is... see, see some names attached to like, show me who's going to be directing this thing. And I'll definitely start getting excited for sure. Yeah. So pretty early to really, you know, say anything about that, but uh, we'll see. We'll definitely talk about it once we get more information. Um, and our last story for the week. Um, Sony's struggling right now. I want to say struggle. Yeah, but... I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, let's let's be serious. All right, so uh, the story is that story that uh, Sony is struggling with the pricing for the PS5, and that's more or less, um, you know, people when they heard that they're like, oh snap, the coronavirus is gonna you know mess us up from getting our PlayStation fives. No, it's not. That's not really. That's not it. One hundred percent. It's more or less like just the manufacturing costs of the system um, with the i think i'm i think this like there's like samsung phones that are using uh similar parts uh because you know they have a lot of like 5g phones that are coming out so they're saying the galaxy s20 is using uh similar like you know parts in their phones which you know don't don't take it as like oh wow these phones are gonna be super powerful no they're just using there's certain components of these phones that you know, are sort of being interchanged or whatever. Wait, did but, you say Galaxy S20? Yeah. 
wait, where was 19 or 18? The YouTube viewers see me put my shoulders up. I'm shrugging right now. You can't hear it while I'm, I'm shrugging. I don't yeah. know. I'm I'm out of the phone game. I have yeah. iPhones. I'm okay. I, I was just about to say because you, you, you got it. you got on me for the Windows thing the other day, so I had to kind of come back on you a little bit. I had to kind of see if I could if I could come up with something. Oh no, that's wait. Let me, no, let me look it up. Like that's that's <laughs> the next phone. Yeah, the Galaxy S20. You serious? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's that's jokes on you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all hold our heads back and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, yep. but yeah. So Galaxy, you know, Samsung, they're gobbling up all these parts. Um, which this has been the story for when a lot of like you know hardware comes out uh whenever phones come out like a lot of these companies are sort of fighting for these parts so that's nothing new it's just that because of this it's sort of you know driving up the cost for the ps5 and it's sort of like you know based on reports uh the manufacturing costs for ps5 may be as high as 450 dollars per unit um you know systems for the most part aren't really sold at huge profit margins so you know, this it sort of bounces the system anywhere between 450 to 500. I can see them pushing it out for 500, uh, which is a price that you know over the past couple of months we've 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 said that the PS5, as much as we'd rather it come out at 399, will most likely come out at 499. So yeah. Uh, I, I, I honestly, I, so that's that's the thing, and I, I'm on the record of saying this as well. 400. Would be fantastic, but that's also a dream. I think 500 is the max. I did, it's not going over 500. I see some people kind of freaking out about that. Yeah, uh, it's, I, guys, it's not that deep. No, no, not at all. I think you might get 450, but it's 450, 500. It's one of those two. That's it. Yeah. So, um, all the doom and gloom that you see on these websites, once again, it's not that deep, you guys. You know, 499. That's what we're coming to expect right now. So, um, you know, a lot of people, we felt like we we're supposed to get this information now. But I feel like with all of like this, you know, Sony is like struggling with the price thing. I think that's what sort of held yeah. back the news. Yeah, th- there's a, a section, too, in um, in the article where they actually talk about how um, they may be waiting on Microsoft to make that move um, first. How much do you buy that? I I don't know. I feel like that's just them talking smack. At the end of the day, I I feel like they they hire marketing people for this. They are literally waiting for like the best time. Like they have like algorithms for this type of stuff. Yeah. They're looking, they're waiting for the best time to like actually reveal it. You don't want to you don't you don't want to wait on things like this, especially with stories like this coming out. You sort of want to get on top of it. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't really think that it's really more of a microsoft thing at all actually um it's it's probably just a logistical thing on their end Mm -hmm. if i had to guess yeah yeah so guys that's the story that's really it we um of course once we get you know official pricing official dates you already know where to come into come go ahead and download the latest episode of should i play that and we'll talk about it um, so with that, we're done with the news this week. Guys, how do you guys feel about this? Did you see Sonic? Did you, uh, you know, have you been in the GameStop recently? 
are, are you scared of your PS5 coming shipped with the coronavirus as a oh God. DLC? Um, it's a lot in this news. So <laughs> let us know what you think in the comments. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Hit me up on all those social media platforms. I'm on there. And let's talk about it. So to wrap up the show tonight, or this morning, or this afternoon, whenever you're listening to this episode, uh, over this past, well, for us, this past day, for you, this past week, uh, Ninja on Twitter has been like, you know, has been trending, and he has something to say about the, the, the term, oh it's boy. just a game. Oh boy. It's just a game. It's just a game. It's just a game. Who cares, right? Apparently to Ninja, it's not just a game. To him, it's more than a game. Game is life. I'm kidding. That's not what he said. Um, to, to quote what he says in his tweet, uh, Ninja says, the phrase, it's just a game, is such a weak mindset. You are okay with what happened? Losing. Imperfection of a craft. When you stop getting angry after losing, you lost twice. Huh. There's always something to learn. There's always room for improvement. Never settle. I don't know why I did that with my hands, guys, but I did it. But never settle. Unquote. Um, Ninja. Um, like, alright, so let's, let's just put this out here. Ninja, you have, you're like one of the, the biggest influencers in gaming right now. You know, so you have, you know, millions of impressionable youth, like, latching on to everything that you say, especially things that trend uh, like this. I understand where you're coming from. You are a competitor. That's great. And, you know, and certain things I'm a competitor too. Like, I get fired up too. But... To, I don't know, I feel like this mindset of, you know, it's just the game being like a weak mindset and, uh, like trying to feed off of anger. That's, I think that's where it sort of shifts into like toxic, uh, toxicity. Um, you know, I, I feel like, um, you can learn from loss. You can take what you've, you know, what happened in the match and use that to like, you know, perfect your craft, Mm. but to, I feel like he's, he's, he's like, like super like aggro with this right now. Right. Well, it's funny that you say that because, um, yeah, this, this, Look, the, the Ninja is not the one I would really go to for advice like this. I mean, he's well documented. I'm pretty sure on flying off the handle, um, in various games. I mean, that's like that. that's sort of like what put him on a map for a lot of people. Right, right, exactly. And to me, it's like, like you said, I think the impressionable aspect is significant for sure. Um, you know, your 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 target audience is, you know, children. You know, for lack of a better phrase, and I, I think what he's saying, I, I don't even understand it really. Like, I, like I, I, I under, I cognitively get it, but I don't, under, I don't really agree with it. I think it's a lot of posturing. Um, 
Uh, it's a platitude, essentially. Like it's, it, he's, 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 he's essentially making some grand statement, something that he's thinking is so meaningful. And it's like, dude, you're not being inspiring or anything right now. You're just kind of coming off as like an ass and like games are life type of thing. And it's like, why do you continually put your, you have to put your foot in your mouth like all the time. Like, you know, with the whole women thing that he said, he doesn't stream with women because of reasons. Um, you know, it's just every other day. To me, this is just another stupid thing that he said, like chalk it up, like to, to something dumb he says. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at like, you know, replies from like other people. Um, and this, and, and, Honestly, I feel like the community is sort of split right now on like how they feel about this statement. Um, and I'm, I'm sort of like, I could see where he's coming from, but I feel like it's, it's, it's on brand for him to feel that way. And I feel for me, it's on brand to like sort of sit back, meditate over things and like learn from it. You know, I'm, you know, I think the, the old me would have been like, yeah, fuck yeah, like, you have to be super serious. You know, you have to like, not super serious, but you have to like, you know, learn from the pain. No, no, it's not that deep. Relax. Right. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, relax. You, it's not that deep. I think that's the main takeaway, right? Is, is that every, that what he's talking about is not life or death. It's not even like really a competition. It's just you sitting alone in your room, like playing a game, maybe against other human, random human beings. Like it's not that serious. My Overwatch, sometimes I get, like irritated and like you know upset at certain things that happen in a in a game especially overwatch and i I might let out like you know a few curse words here and there um a slight raise of the voice or something but not like i'm not gonna throw a fit of rage and i'm not gonna like like it's not it's not hurting my pride that like i'm sinking my sr right now like my ranking uh but yeah does it suck am i irritated a lot of times yeah hell yeah but i'm not like it's not so deep as it's like, oh my god, I, I, I must get this upset because, you know, I, I care so much about my rank. Like, what? Did, how? Come on. How old are you? And so, and like I, you know, my, my final stance on this is that I feel that, you know, that mindset could be taken with like a lot of different things. You know, uh, you could sort of look at, you know, the, the late great Kobe Bryant, the whole, you know, mama mindset. Um, I feel like, you know, you can have a mindset where you really want to, you know, perfect your craft. You want, you know, that's your, your thing. I understand, but there's also a right way of like doing that. Like I, you know, being in like competitive sports or like one-on-one sports, you know, like in, in high school, like I wrestled. So like, you know, using stuff like anger, like you could use that, you know, and sort of construct that into like a sort of like a positive energy. Um, but then, you know, you have your anger and it becomes bad once you use that anger to hurt others. That's where, you know, I, you know, that's why I draw the line. Like once you're cursing people out, once, you know, uh, talking about people's mothers, you're lashing out at people, uh, that that's where it's not cool. And as a huge influencer, you have to be mindful of like things that you do, you say will rub off on people that want to be like you. So at this point, now you're like breeding people that are toxic because it's, to them, it's not just a game. 
which, you know, to those people, the competitors, they want to make a name for themselves. I understand, but let's push positivity. Yeah, I mean, there's let's a push different... positivity into this. Yeah, you know, competition requires that you're hungry, but you know, you gotta know how to use that hunger to push forward and like be positive. You're right. I, I'm not disputing anything that you're saying. Um, I also think there's a difference between what what he's saying and like like genuine competition like as well if you're at a fighting game tournament and like you know you become passionate i'm not saying you jump up and like insult someone's mother if you like you know if you you know let out a sigh or like you know you you know i don't know even like cry or something or you just get disappointed in yourself like during a that's different because you're like it's a competitive atmosphere like you're directly competing against someone and in in a space that is 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 um it's rife with with high emotion but like i'm imagining that he's talking just in general when he's just streaming by himself and you know to his faceless followers like you know to millions of people you know if he's out there getting upset like that's proving to everyone else how invested he is in like his Fortnite match or whatever he's playing um and to me that's a, just a very different thing it's a very different type of atmosphere um, but at n- neither of which, you know, I feel like it's perpetuating a good thing. I mean, you always want to show good sportsmanship. That's that's a large part of competition in sports. It's one of the things that they teach you when you, you know, you're a kid and you participate in in uh, extracurriculars. You know, you um you you learn good sportsmanship. You know, you learn how to say good game, even if you lose. Um, that's important too. You know, at the end of the day, I'm gonna throw it back to what I know. You have the Vegeta way of leveling up with, you know, using your anger and like being toxic, but then you have your Goku, your Kakarot way of just hard work, determination, you know, positivity, ignoring your kids, um, and just working really hard. That'll get you places. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm kidding about the ignoring your kids part. Oh no! Before, well, before I get flamed in the comments, well, guys. <laughs> I maybe I've just hung out with you for for way too long. <laughs> I just automatically read it as you trolling, so I'm just like, yeah, okay, sure, <laughs> definitely do that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with you though. I'm I'm with you on all of that. Um, and I support your be positive. I don't think enough people are are positive. Um, when it where it counts. See, and and that's where I like to change it. I like to I like to like. And people have said that. They're like, yo, Chris, you're a shining light. And I'm like, yo, you right? Are you sure? Because I'm, I'm really dark skinned. How light are you? <laughs> are you perpetuating that I am? They're like, no, silly. You're just, your, your positivity, your, you know, your soul. I feel it. I'm like, wow. I'm like 10 feet away from you. You really feel it. That's cool. Mm. But guys, like people, people come, like people, when they meet you, when they, you know, they listen to you, they, they can pick up things. They can they can see where you're coming from, and no one likes the asshole. No one. The, the asshole may be funny. They may you know you it, know be a good time. Maybe a good time, but at the end of the day, no one wants to go home with the asshole. Mm. Well, so with that, guys, let's roll out the red carpet <laughs> on ourselves. Is episode fifty two, Rye? What you got for us, man? 
Oh, oh man, play more video games. It is a great time as we are in kind of the lull of the early year. Not much is coming out. Um, you know, we've, I feel like we've, uh, you know, news wise, it's been, well, today was an, uh, was, was definitely pretty lengthy, but you know, lately there hasn't been like a ton of news. Uh, we are getting an Animal Crossing direct though. Um, which, which is awesome. And by the time you hear this, it's already happened. So yay. Uh, but yeah, play more video games. If you want to subscribe or uh, if you want to support us in any way, we definitely ask that you, uh, rate or comment on our iTunes page. That really helps us with visibility. And we really, really appreciate those who have already done so and those who continue to listen. Thank you so much. Yep. Everyone that's tuning in, people that have been tuning in, we appreciate it. Um, I do want to do a shout out, uh, before, uh, recording this episode, uh, I was on Twitter. And someone that I follow, uh, Mama Z the Guru, you know, aka Afrohantis, uh, she, you know, I, I followed her, I've been following her for like at least like a couple months now, maybe, yeah, a couple months now. And I love her threads. Like she, the way she uses her words to tell these stories are great. They're amazing. So, um, you know, I was on Twitter before the show and turns out she, uh, she writes books too, like, you know, small little books, small little guides. She put out a book called Sorry to Snap, 50 Affirmations You Need to Fucking Hear. Ah, it's a book I, made for you. you right? I instantly saw it, instantly went to website, PayPal'd, bought it, and, um, yo, shout out, shout out to Afro Hauntus. Yo, this is, I, when I say that, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a short little book, but the words are powerful. In ways of like, it's like having, uh, like, you know, you know that auntie that you really look up to? Like, she's hard on you. She's hard as hell on everybody. And she'll cuss you out. But at the end of the day, she loves you. Right, right. That's what it feels like. That's Uh, good. Everyone needs a little bit of that. Everyone needs a little bit of that. I just sort of want to, and like, you know, like the first, I think it was like the first 30 episodes, uh, should I play that? I, you know, I did the whole positive affirmations thing. You know, I'll figure out a way of not having it end up being five minutes. But I like from me to you, I want you guys to like just hear something. So uh this is just coming out for one of the, the things that you put in the book. This is literally what it says on this page. And that's it. It's so powerful. If you're sick of something. Bitch, start taking steps to change it. You're walking around sulking for what? Want and visualize better for yourself. You're not fucking weak. Stop acting like you are. You heard me? I'll say it again, just in case you didn't hear me the that, first time. That was I, a direct is, quote. Yeah, this is extra, by the way. You're not fucking weak. Stop acting like you are. It's all up here. It's all mindset. You can change it. You want to change you? Change you. It's the only person that could change it. Damn, I'm so hype. It's <laughs> I know, I'm about to go change the world after we eat, end this. Yeah, so, you know, look forward to, like, now I'm going to, like, meditate on these things over the week and come up with, like, different things I could say to you guys so I could, like, you know, inspire you guys. But once again, shout out Afrohantis, follow her on Twitter, buy the book, seven bucks. I bought hamburgers that was like double the price of this book so if you could do that if you could buy coffee starbucks 
take the time support you know a fellow creator and purchase this book you will it will change your life it really will i'm just i'm gushing about this book i'm hyped but with that guys <laughs> with that we're done this episode episode 52 guys play more video games be positive be the light I guess. I don't know. I'm trying to come up with a new <laughs> I'm trying to come up with a new catchphrase. But with that guys, stay beastly. Peace. Alright, good stuff. Good stuff. Dude, good stuff.